Blog Talk Radio. It's Texas Friday at Music Friday Live. Stand by for two women whose songs are stories of the land and the people of the Lone Star State. Don't go away. You're going to love this. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These artists are here to talk with you, so you can call in at 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or if you are sitting at work and you have your headphones on and you're not really paying attention to that PowerPoint on your computer screen, email us. Email your questions and your comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, that little bit of trumpet that you heard there was actually uh, the introduction to Save Me by Gina Chavez, who will be joining us in a minute. Um, It's from her new Rootless album, and it's stuffed with good songs, and we only have time to play cuts from four of them during her interview. So I thought I would sneak a fifth one in at the uh, the opening there. You know, we do that every now and then. I wish, you know, sometimes I think maybe we should do a two-hour show so we can get a lot more songs in. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure. I I'm up to that. I used to do a two-hour show every day, a, a political show. We interviewed ten guests a week. Boy, that was a lot of work. I had a a, a partner then, but even so, it was a lot of work. Well, last night here in Los Angeles was the kickoff for Culture Collide. Culture Collide is an interesting organization. They do these these festivals in different cities, and and this week they're doing it in L.A. They bring together bands from all over the world to play, to songwrite together, to sit on panels and talk about the art in uh, in culture and, and how they all are mushing together in the world. And, and uh, I had a great time. Um, uh, and they used they go to some unusual venues, too. Last night, uh, they went to a French restaurant. That's right, a French restaurant, a big French restaurant. They had lots of banquet rooms in it. And in one banquet room, they had DJs and people were rocking out there and in another banquet room they had um, a curated lineup of bands and I actually spent most of my time there um, beautiful band a beautiful singer from um, Israel who actually did Celtic music right and a rock band from Hungary and two bands from Canada and uh, um, we just had a great time and, and it's going on all weekend I'm actually going to go back uh, Saturday and and uh, all the indie record labels are going to be there uh, this Saturday. They're all setting up their booths and introducing their uh, their talent. And uh, I'm going to be having meetings and interviewing a lot of um, indie bands. So this is going to be a lot of fun, uh, and I will um, let you know about it. You can uh, check out my tweets. You know, you know, if you follow the Music Friday Live Twitter stream, not only do you know we, we tweet about things that we're going to be doing this week about the people who are going to be on this week uh, in the show or next week in the show. But we also, you know, we, 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 we tweet about music events going on all over the country. So you should, uh, you should follow our Twitter feed. Well, like I said, today's going to be Texas woman day. And, and this was actually an accident. Nobody planned this. Uh, you know, we, we didn't decide that we were going to do this. We just, uh, independently, we all decided, uh, um, to uh, interview these these two women today, and it wasn't until much later that I realized that you know they only live thirty miles away from one another, but you know they they're in two totally different uh, genres. So uh, it's Texas Woman Day. I'm looking forward to getting lots of uh, emails from you and lots of calls from you because they're going to be fun to listen to. Well, we have to take a break right now, and uh, we'll be right back. 
Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. Welcome back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here at Music Friday Live, and I want to welcome all of our listeners to the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates, as well as to the BlogTalkRadio.com network and all of my listeners there. And as I said before, if you have questions or comments for our guest, you can call us at 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions to MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. Now, if you're listening to Music Friday on a podcast, you can still email questions for our guests, and we'll forward your questions to them so they can re- reply directly to you. That is, unless you tell us differently. We will mask your email address so you don't wind up on a mailing list that you didn't authorize, um, unless you you know, you know want to ma- be on that mailing list, and you can let us know. But they can always send their, their answers uh, back to through us. Well, I don't usually get really, really excited about interviewing an artist. Well, I did when I talked with Marky Ramon, but that's about it. However, I am very excited to introduce Gina Chavez, a heroine of mine since I first encountered her in a tiny venue in San Francisco and began following her career and her incredible story. Gina is a bilingual Latin folk singer-songwriter from Austin, Texas. She's part of the American uh, Latino music genre that I love. She blends the songs of the Americas, you know, cumbia and bossa nova and pop and reggaeton and folk and rock, whatever, and she blends them into earworm songs with some pointed social commentary sometimes, stories of hardship and bravery. She's put her body, but best of all, she has put her body where her lyrics are volunteering to work with poor people in a very dangerous El Salvador. Her latest independent release, Uprooted, topped the iTunes and Amazon Latin charts, and I am so excited that I get to see her in person tomorrow night in Hollywood. And best of all, I'm excited that I get to say the words, Gina Chavez, welcome to Music Friday Live. Well, thanks so much for having me. Exciting to, uh, to get to talk to you guys. Well, I'm delighted to talk with you, too. Uh, now, we, And we have so many things to talk about and so many great songs, too. But before we forget, why don't we let our audience know about your tour? Now, you're on a USA and Canadian tour, and, and tomorrow you're actually going to be headlining a, a big party in Hollywood. Where are you going to be tomorrow night? Yeah, tomorrow we'll be at the Hotel Cafe with a local L.A. artist named Mitre. And we're just super excited to, to be bringing the full band to um, to California, to L.A. Well, it's going to be a blast. Uh, I understand Irene Diaz is going to be there also. And I know. I, I I thought she was going to be out of town, but um, I I think she's actually in town, and uh, we're hoping to get to see her, too. She actually stayed with us at South by Southwest a couple of years ago, and we became fast friends. Well, both she and uh, Mitre are, uh, fa- are are friends of mine, and um, they've both been on Music Friday Live, too. So this is going to be a spectacular show. And I noticed that the, the Hotel Cafe has booked it for two hours, so that's twice the, the local time. So I recommend that people get their tickets in advance because it, um, well, you know, it may just uh, sell out. So get your tickets in advance. Go to hotelcafe.com. That's tomorrow night. Doors open, or the show starts at 7 o'clock, so get there early. Well, there's so many great songs in this album. Uh, All thrillers and no fillers, as we say in the music business, but this one is so (laughs) personal that I think it's kind of a great place to start. Soy quien soy, voy 
That's uh, Soy Kien Soy, I Am Who I Am. It's from the Uprooted album. Now, does this album, and that song in particular, does that mark any kind of a turning point in your life, a point in time in which you wanted to make that statement? You know, what's really funny, I think uh, a lot of times it's our strengths that are our weaknesses and our weaknesses that are our strengths. And uh, that song, I actually started writing it because I was I was in a songwriting group and the, the challenge for the month was to write a song that took you out of your comfort zone. And, you know, maybe that was a different genre or a different language or whatever, right? And so um, I actually started writing that song because I hadn't written a song in Spanish in a really long time, and I was kind of like, okay, I've been avoiding this. <laughs> um, and it's so cool because it really just kind of came out, you know, I started playing the chords, and Soy Kin Soy just, like, literally popped out of my mouth, you know, and I just started going from there. I think a lot of times I, I lament the fact that I was not born in a, you know, in Spain or a part of Latin America. You know, I'm like, oh, if only I'd been born in Mexico, like, I wouldn't have to learn Spanish, and I wouldn't have to, you know, learn about the rhythms that are native to Argentina or Spain or whatever, and, uh, you know, and then the chorus kind of reminded me, hey, I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be, you know. So I think the it's very much a journey that I'm still on, you know, one of acceptance of, of who you are and the place that you have in life. Um, and one that I've also, you know, I'm, I'm constantly very blessed by my journey and the, the things that I've been called to do. And I, I hope to share some of those blessings with other people. Well, speaking of a journey, uh, this this song, as I said in the introduction, one of the things that makes you so appealing to me is that you put your body where your lyrics are. And this song is, is about uh, that journey. Let's uh, listen to uh, C.A.T.A.T. Y andando perdido hasta lleno, donde me siento hoy que pega pa' que abre la puerta. Como llegar hacia atrás y que siga abierta, sube, sube, asiéntele. Vamos a ver al mundo, sube, sube, asiéntele. A ver, a ver, sube, sube, asiéntele. Now, Siete De is uh, about the bus line that you rode uh, while you were in El Salvador. What was that time like? Where were you and what were you doing? Yeah, so my, my girlfriend Jody and I spent uh, eight months doing mission work in Soyapango, El Salvador. Soyapango is essentially um, one of the homes or the stronghold of La Marasablatucha, the MS-13 gang, and also the 18th Street gang is present there. Um, we... Honestly, had a although we were in a very dangerous part of San Salvador, we were surrounded by so many loving people. We were teaching English to girls in an all-girls school that was run by nuns, and I just felt like we received so much more love than we could have possibly given. <laughs> um, you know, and so this song is kind of about that experience and all of the... A, you know, a bit of a tribute to the Salvadoran people who are some of the most generous-hearted and accepting and loving people that I've ever met. And at the same time, they're dealing with some of the worst possible crimes that um, many of us could imagine. Now, the, the history of El Salvador, the recent history of El Salvador is just heart-wrenching. Uh, it's, uh, thank you so much for doing that. And in addition to thanking you for that, um, I understand that your time in El Salvador also inspired you to to start a foundation. Uh, you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so we started a college scholarship fund called Niñas Arriba, and the college fund supports four girls. They were some of the, the young women that we lived with. Um, there was kind of a boarding school uh, as well as the main part of the school, and so there were about 18 girls that lived at the school. And we just got to know them really well. We we lived with them, you know. They were like our sisters. And so we started this college scholarship fund to help some of the seniors at the time. And we've since been able to add in, um, one more young woman. And so we have four students who are receiving scholarships to Don Bosco University, which is a private Catholic wow. school in Soyapango. 
And it's all really been through the help of friends and fans um, in Austin and across the country. As we travel, we talk about it, and people support us everywhere, and uh, they're just directly supporting these girls, being able to receive a college education, something that they otherwise could not afford. Well, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get involved if they want to? Yeah, actually, the best way is just to go to GinaChavez.com. There's a tab on my website that says College Fund, and that'll take you to the Niñas Arriba website. Um, it's very, it's a humble website, <laughs> um, but you know it's, <laughs> it's an ongoing project. It is a, you know, everything's tax deductible, and we send the funds directly to the school, and then they operate it as if it's their own scholarship, uh, scholarship program. So, you know, the money goes in the girls' names, but essentially goes straight to the school, and then they they kind of divvy it up. Um, how you know the best way possible. Okay, uh, I want everybody yeah. to to take a look at that to uh, to go to her website and 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 click on that part of the website as well as all the other parts of the website. I, I love it when um, artists that I have on the show uh, actually dedicate part of their their website, part of their earnings, part of their time to causes, uh, particularly education to women. Um, um, Salvador Santana, of course, on his website has a foundation which. Uh, takes donations for the education of women in um, in uh, um, Kenya. So it's a uh, I, I just love to hear that. Well, let's get back to music for a second. Your father played right. guitar, or at least I think he owned a, a Martin guitar, which you appropriated. But I understand <laughs> that that you had kind of a musical epiphany in Buenos Aires, listening to music in a club. You want, what was that all about? Yeah, I sure did. And yes, yeah, so, you know, I, I grew up listening to um, all kinds of different music, but not a lot of Latin music. And I, you know, I I went to Argentina during a study abroad semester at the University of Texas. And um, I was hanging out with some of my Argentine friends, and we went to this restaurant called La Peña. And this band gets up on stage, and, I mean, this, this place is packed. You could barely hear yourself think, you know, Um and all of a sudden, this band starts playing a certain rhythm called a chacarera, and everybody in the in the entire restaurant just stopped what they were doing, and they started clapping. And I was just fascinated. You know, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> um, and the chacarera is this, is this Argentine folk rhythm from the northern, northwestern part of Argentina. Um, you know, and it just fascinated me. I, I still, it's one of these rhythms, one of these types of music that when I hear it, it just, makes my heart beat a different way, you know? And so that kind of started my journey. It was like the doorway for me to start discovering my own Latin roots through music because I, I didn't really grow up with much of the the Latin culture, you know. My my dad is Mexican. My uh, His side of the family is from Saltillo, Mexico. My mom's side of the family is Swiss German. And uh, I'm a third-generation North American born in Texas, so... Um, <laughs> It's funny that it's funny that my journey kind of started in Argentina. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. It sounds, you, right? sounds, sounds typically American. Um, <laughs> you um, you play the uh, the tarango, which for my listeners is the kind of a ten string um, Andean lute. I, I understand that it's not easy to learn or even to tune. What motivated you to pick it up? You know, I actually saw that. I first heard it when I was in Argentina, and. You know, it's very typical of Andean music is when, you know, when you hear the charango or see it. And I don't know. I just thought it was a beautiful, the tiny instrument, but it's got so much sound to it. It's a very robust instrument. And I just love the sound of it, you know. Um, so when I went to El Salvador, I actually had one made for me um, by a luthier there. And, you know, I will definitely say that I am still learning how to play the instrument, Um I I think I get away with it because most people don't uh don't know how to play it. <laughs> um, are, are we gonna? You know, but I'm oh. yeah, I'm definitely on a journey to to learn more about the charango. It's it's just such a beautiful sounding instrument. Are we gonna see it on stage tomorrow night? Yeah, of course. It comes everywhere with me. It's it's a very oh. travel friendly instrument. <laughs> it's 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 not very big. It's kind of the size of a ukulele, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They call it the. A lot of people call it the ukulele of the Andes. Except it's got that extra, well, it's got pairs of strings, and it's got that extra top string. 
We are yes. talking with uh, Gina Chavez about her new album, Uprooted, her tour, and her gig tomorrow in, in uh, the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood. And you can talk with her, too. You can call in, 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. You can email, email us at musicfridaylive in gmail.com. And we already have some emails, so maybe why don't, uh, why don't we turn to these? We have um, uh, Jason in Dallas. Jason in Dallas says, um, when are you going to come back to Texas and play in Dallas? Well, you know, we actually just played in Dallas, and uh, we are definitely trying to build more of our our Dallas audience. So stay tuned, Jason. We will be back soon. Okay. Uh, Sybil in New York says, uh, you're going to be in New York, aren't you? When and where? We are going to be in New York. We'll be there in early November. We are playing on November 6th at Bowery Ballroom with a local band called Caricatura. Please come out. <laughs> okay, you hear that, uh, Sybil? Bowery Ballroom. And uh, t- check out her, her whole tour on, on her website. Now, Fortes in Los Angeles wants to know if you, does Gina ever play all Espanol concerts? You know, I am working towards that. I do not play um, Puro Espanol concerts at the moment, but I think that is a day that is coming very soon. So, Estén pendientes. If, <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, is that going to limit your audience or change your audience or expand your audience? You know, that's a good question. Um, I think I've been very, very surprised at how people accept the bilingual. Um, you know, I, I feel like we kind of are able to pull in audiences from a lot of different backgrounds, um, cultures. You know, it's it's not only Spanish speakers that understand or like the songs that have Spanish in them. You know what I mean? Um, or it's not only English speakers that like um, the songs in English. So I, I've actually been really surprised at how people are very thin and uh, welcoming of kind of all of the songs. So I guess we'll see We'll see what happens, right? <laughs> well, well, actually, bilingual music is, is very common here in, in Los Angeles, and nobody blinks an eye at it, and a lot of people learn sort of Spanish Spanish just by listening to it, right? Uh, one last email go. here. Before we get back to music, uh, Elena in uh, Los Angeles says, I'll be there Saturday night. Will you be signing CDs? I would love to sign CDs, Elena. Thanks so much for asking. I will definitely do that. <laughs> okay. All right. So bring bring your pen, or maybe you'll you'll bring a pen, too. All right. Now, this is, uh, I said we wanted to get back to music, and um, this is one of those songs with a little bit of a uh, social message to it. It's about the, well, I'll just, uh, we'll play it, and then we can talk about it. Maïs is uh, that's Maïs, and it's about the um, one of the side effects of the NAFTA treaty and how the NAFTA treaty allowed subsidized American corn into Mexico, which bankrupted hundreds of thousands of corn farmers who then immigrated to the U.S. to find jobs. Where where, where did that song come from? You know, I had met um, I had met a man named Armando, and his family were some of those Mexican corn farmers, and he told his story, and it was something I you know I didn't I didn't know uh, that that was one of the huge effects of NAFTA. You know, and I was angered as an American with Mexican roots that, you know, we could pass a law that would do so much harm. Um, you know, so that's kind of where that song was born. And the chorus is probably, is one of my favorite parts because it, it really turns the song into something more about hope and uplifting the resilience of the Mexican people who have endured so much, and many of, you know, 
Central and South Americans as well. I mean, there's just been a lot of corruption, a lot of things to endure, and the Latino people are some of the most resilient that I've ever met and the most hopeful. And so that song, I think, is more about that than anything. Uh, you know, it occurs to me that, that my next guest is also a woman from Texas. In fact, she lives about 30 miles from you, uh, country singer Sarah Pierce. And, and she comes from a family of, of, of women fighting to survive in the drought area of the cattle ranches in West Texas. Now, you're seeing about the struggle of people to make a new life in a, in a harsh, dry, and not always hospitable land. She's seeing about the struggle of people to sustain their lives in the same harsh, dry, and not particularly hospitable land. Are these mm-hmm. the same story in different songs in some way? You know, I think it's really it's really been amazing to see the number of women um, fronting bands is definitely on the rise. You know, I remember when I first started out that, you know, not that it didn't exist, of course, but I, I'm i very heartened by the fact that there's a lot of females out there that are telling the story of women that has been lost throughout the history of man, um, which is often written by men. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, maybe it is the same story. And I think it's one that, should be told over and over and over again. Well, hopefully uh, it's going to be. Now, one place it's been told, I think you did an NPR Tiny Desk concert, didn't you? We did, yeah. We're actually kind of on tour promoting that right now. Um, We were very fortunate to be able to record one and release that um, just recently. just came out. So when you say release it, where do people find it? Yeah, if you actually just Google, um, it's it's on NPR's website. If you go to um, just Google NPR Tiny Desk and my name, and you will it'll pop up. It's also on YouTube, so um, pretty easy to find. It's on my website as well. So, and and oh, I I've, I've never been at one of those concerts, or although I've looked at a number of them. Did you do a, a number of different songs and then talk about them there? Yeah, most people do three or four songs. We recorded three songs, and, you, you know, there is a live audience there in the NPR offices, and we just had a blast. You know, it was a really, really fun group of people, and, of course, our music is somewhat interactive, and so we got people screaming along and everything, <laughs> and just had a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, th- th- so let's let's remind our listeners if you you should really take a look at that NPR Tiny Desk concert and uh, either Google it um, on YouTube or or probably best I guess is just to go to your your website. Is that right, Gina? And take it from there. Yes, it's right on the right on the top. Okay, all right. Well, we've got we're running almost out of time, but but there's one other song I'd, I'd like to uh, to play a little bit, and this is uh, Miles de Mias. Two thousand miles, the tips of my fingers miss the curve of your smile. Those dimples make me melt inside, but you, my love, are too fine. I'm walking a block in a super rage, and I got no more to give. I love the chorus in that. I mean, that, that that's uh, really uh, an earworm. Um, and, of course, it, it's not limited to – that shows your songs are not limited to social commentary. There's love on the album. I was tempted to play the ballad, We'll Love You, which really showcases that gorgeous voice you have. But the the chorus on Miles de Mias just sticks in my ear. That's, that's – wow. Um being 2,000 miles away from the the one you love is hard. Is this how you handle the emotions of touring? You write great songs? You know, um, maybe so. You know, I've, I've actually, this is our, we're we're gearing up, we're ramping up our touring. So I'm definitely getting more of a look at what that what that life is like on the road. Well, if it, it leads to great songs Hopefully like we that, will it, have. <laughs> you should tour more, right? All right. All right. All right. Um, well, well. 
Unfortunately, um, we've been touring too much. We are out of time, so I've, uh, there are so many, many, many more things to talk about, songs to play. But I'm just going to have to wait until I see you tomorrow morning at the hotel tomorrow tomorrow night at the hotel cafe in Hollywood. Gina, thank you so much for taking the time out from your tour to talk with us. We really appreciate it. Likewise, Patrick, and all the listeners, especially people who uh, who called and emailed in. Thank you all so much, and we hope to see you tomorrow at Hotel Cafe. Okay, Gina Chavez, the new album is Uprooted, and you can get it and her other albums on iTunes and Amazon.com, or you can buy real copies if you live in Austin at Waterloo Records, or you can go online at CD Baby and check out her tour schedule at GinaChavez.com. And if you're in Southern California, the show starts at 7 p.m. at the Hotel Cafe tomorrow night on Coenga Boulevard. Get your tickets online in advance. It may sell out. Now, we have to take a break. When we return, we go back to Texas with Sarah Pierce, Strength from the Land. Don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this one. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. We're back. We're back at Music Friday. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and we would like to hear from you. Don't forget you can call in, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. A lot of people have been emailing us this morning. I guess you're all at work, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor. We have a great sponsor, Solar City. You know, solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners. But a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar, you know, because of the upfront cost. Well, Solar City will allow you to go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out and they'll install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use, just like you do from the utility company, but you use less of it because the sun's making more of it, so your bills are lower. Solar City pays for the system, it insures the system, it maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you find out? Well, I'm going to give you a phone number. You knew I was going to give you a phone number, so you've got your pen and pencil ready. 909 618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And tell them that you heard about Solar City from me. Say Patrick sent you or Music Friday sent you, and they'll give you a discount on your order. Well, even though I talk about Los Angeles as my hometown, I was actually born in Texas and moved to California as a very small child. But I spent enough summers in Texas on my grandparents' West Texas ranch to to have memories and a feel for the Texas land. That land was dry, dusty, and dotted with occasional small towns. Sarah Pierce knows this land. Like me, she's a refugee, only in her case it was two, not from Texas. The daughter of a cowboy, raised in a family of cattlemen, she was born in Illinois but moved to rural West, West Texas, a landscape much like my grandparents' ranch. Once there, the land and her incredible God-given talent fused into a music career that spans nine albums, two continents, dozens of songs, and thousands of concerts. And I am very proud, proud to introduce Sarah Pierce. Sarah, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Well, Sarah, you have said that this album, Barbed Wire, was a long time coming and one in which you're not chasing anything. You just lets the chips fall where they may. What do you mean by that? What risk could you possibly take by being honest, which seems to be sort of basic to your personality? Well, you know, I just felt like these songs, and you know, I've done this for a while, and um, they're earlier with earlier records. Um, I was chasing. Um, at a time, I had major labels um, interested and kind of did that dance for a while and um, and took it seriously. And with Barbed Wire, I just wrote... I wrote what I feel um, 
for the first time, I just, again, I just wrote what was going on at the time. And uh, I wasn't sure how that would work, but um, it worked out okay. (laughs) Apparently, it did. This is a very good and very big album, a lot of music on that. But let's listen to uh, the title song here. This is our part. After what he did to me, you may not realize I come from a long line of women who hold it in and get the job done. Then we get to the root of a problem and go and get our gun. Well, I'm weathered. I'm twisted and I'm dangerous as hell. I may not look it from a distance, even up close, it's hard to tell. But I can rip you up or protect you. Now, I, I'm sure that you've told the story many times about how, how you found the section of old barbed wire and you researched it and then you got to thinking like you're that piece of barbed wire. How did you get to be like barbed wire, as you say? I mean, you sure don't look like barbed wire, even close up. You know, I think it's just, um, you. well, you're on the road for a long time and just, you know, you, you live for a while and you make mistakes and you learn. It's what we all do. And um, I just, at this point, and and I think I've always been this way. I remember telling my stepfather this when I was, you know, 16 years old, that, you know, listen if you want to, but if you don't like my music, just don't listen, you know. (laughs) But um, that's fine. But I, um, that pounded old piece of barbed wire just had miles on it, and, and it was still standing, and it could still do its job. Um, and I, and I think that's what we're doing now is we're still standing, we're doing our job, we're trying to um, do great music, and at the same time, it's my fans are so important to me. Um, it's um, this record has given them, along with my Cowboy's Daughter record, uh, they identify, and I can't tell you when you're standing there at the end of the show um, signing autographs how. How many wonderful stories, and some of them are very sad, but how many wonderful stories I hear from everybody in that line. Um, I love it when we can all relate. Um, I've always said that, you know, especially after being over in Europe quite a bit, um, if if the common man, if we could just (laughs) run the place. Um, I think that we'd be a lot more successful. And and the reason I say that is is that we all want the same thing. We want our kids to be safe. We want our kids to have an education. We want our our world to be better, meaning a healthy earth. Um, There's so many things that we consider priorities that seem to just kind of get lost as the upper echelon goes along. And uh, I don't mean that in a mean way. I just I think that, that all moms are looking at the same thing no matter where they come from. Well, you've got some lyrics in there. Um, I'll read them here. I come from a long line of women who hold it in and get the job done, and then we go to the root of the problem and we go and get our gun. Well, putting aside the armed threat there for a moment, um, isn't (laughs) holding it in and getting the job done kind of an innate female quality? Isn't that what women are really good at is getting the job done? Well, yeah, I think it is. Um, I, I, I do. Uh, we do whatever, and and I am not a male hater. There are plenty of great males out there that get the job done. Um, but I do think that I saw my mom do that. I saw my grandmother do that. Um, they just kept going. Uh, it didn't. They just kept going, and they held their heads up high, and they did the job. Whatever that was, whether it was feeding cows or getting kids to school or whatever it was. Well, I want to play a, a song that's got another view of that quality. Um, and this is, uh, you mentioned the song, Daughter of a Cowboy's Wife. She was a beautiful July bride, married as a parent had planned to a college educated cattleman. He was handsome. Made her laugh, my daddy, he was fine Promised to the world and a song 
later that meant squat The more he drank, the stronger she got Then my grandpa paid him off, my daddy, he was gone I'm the daughter of a cowboy's wife You can bet you'll never see now, now that's a story, uh, I think it's a story, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a story about a family dealing with the wreckage of a relationship gone bad. But it's also the story of strength. You've got a line in there, the more he drank, the stronger she got. Is that personal? Is that where your strength came from? Me, no. My mom, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Um, my, It took me, my fans have been asking for a song about my mom for ever. All my material came from my dad. And uh, one of the reasons that I didn't write the song about my mom was it would expose my dad. He was a drunk. And he was not the nicest person. Um, So I got through a lot of records with people not realizing that. Um, You know, I I, I guess that's just part of how I dealt with things. So when I wrote this one, this this is a story about my mom. She was tough. She um, married a um, really prominent cattleman's son. Um, He was incredibly bright and just had a lot of problems. And, um, you know, eventually, you know, she was a city girl. He was a cowboy. So all of a sudden, you know, she she had three kids and wanted to go back to school, couldn't. And so um, my grandfather did indeed pay him off and get rid of him. I don't mean that he didn't kill him. He, He paid him off and he moved away and um she kept that ranch um we were uh on the east coast on that ranch and uh there night after night the city girl who i don't think she'd ever been near a gun before um would come upstairs and get me in the middle of the night because it was raining like crazy and those big old pregnant cows will fall and break their legs and she'd get the gun and i'd bring the bucket and we'd go down and she'd have to shoot that cow And we pulled the calf, put the calf in the kitchen with all the hay and all the other calves and all the bottles. (laughs) And, you know, we'd raise those calves through the through the winter Um, at the same time that she had gone back to medical school and actually got a degree as a physician assistant. So, um, I mean, she she was tough and uh, I, I was very proud of her. That is that is she remains tough. She's over in Spokane and on doing a ranch. Wow. And she's 72 now. That's a great story. We're talking with Sarah Pierce about her new album, Barbed Wire. You can talk with her, too, 347-215-7511. Or you can email us like a lot of you are. I'm starting to get lots of emails here. MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. Well, I've been listening to um, a lot of your songs. And, uh, in fact, most of your songs, you've got a heck of a, of a catalog there. Sorry. <laughs> been, There's a lot of material. Been, well, yeah, you, you're um, you're very prolific. Uh, a song that kind of jumped out at me is, is about your – it was an early song. It's about your pony. Apparently, you oh, had yeah. a pony as a child, and you yes. described that pony as mean as hell. But your best yes. friend, riding across West Texas – were you able to ride miles and miles across West Texas then without any fences in the way? Um, well, when I finally got my, my bay mare when I was five, yes, I rode. Well, I don't know how many miles I rode, but I rode all day, every day. That's what I did. She would come. <laughs> it was the old days. Um, my you know, my dad would whistle at her. She would actually go down to the school, and I would get, get on, and I'd ride home. And she'd go home after she dropped me off at school. Um, wow. She was a pretty amazing quarter horse, but um, now I, my pony was a Shetland pony, and everybody who knows about horses is going to go, ah, yeah. that's what she's talking about, because they're right. mean. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't have a saddle. When I was three, my dad, you know that strap that they put around, and they've got the stirrups on it? Yeah. And my uh-huh. dad, because he's drinking Budweiser, of course, <laughs> slipped <laughs> me in there. And luckily, Shetland ponies have that big old mane. And so he would slip me in there, slap Tony on the butt. Tony would run out to the pasture and proceed to try and rub me off on anything <laughs> he could find. And um, yep. I wondered about that for a while, but I'll tell you, you know, I learned to ride. And uh, then did. I did get my bay mare. <laughs> well, um, 
I recently attended the Draft Horse Show in Grass Valley. Now, these are 1,800-pound, 20-hand horses in teams of up to six. They're all as gentle as could be. It was only the ponies there that were nasty, and my wife has a theory about that. Her theory is that all horses have the same size personalities, but when you squeeze that personality into a little tiny body, there's not enough room so it gets angry. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, maybe that's it. Um, I don't think I've ever met a pony that wasn't mean. Um, yeah, yep. maybe that's it. <laughs> that that may be it. Yeah, we're, we're starting to get some, some emails in here, so uh, why don't I uh, uh, turn to them before we get lost in talking about horses instead of music. Um, Boko in Chicago says, um, do you ever get up to Chicago? You know, we love country here. We're not all blues fans. Absolutely. We come up to Chicago and play at Joe's, um, usually with Reckless Kelly. So we're up there about three times a year, and we love it. Um, my mom's family's from the Chicago area. My brother's over in Hinsdale. So, um, yep, we do come up there. Okay. Well, we'll keep your eyes. Do you have anything planned for Chicago in the near future? That'll be late spring. This okay, is like, Boko. you know, kind of a long campaign. Okay, Boko, you're gonna have to keep. Uh, you have to go to your her website. Why don't you tell us? Oh yeah, your go to website. the website and email me, and I'll tell you what's going on. Oh, and the website is sarahpierce.com. Okay, sarahpierce.com. All right, Renato in San Francisco. Uh, oh, Renato. Oh, Renada. I'm sorry, Renada. Wants to know what is it like being a woman in the bro country business? Hmm. How long? You said this is twenty minutes. Uh, well, we don't have you know, that much left. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You might want to email me. Um, you know, I I I am in red dirt land, and so it's it is tough. I, I don't like to do that because I don't want to do that poor girl thing. I I am adamantly against that poor poor me thing um and you do have to work harder um than the guys do not that they don't work hard i love reckless kelly for example i one of the songs on this record i wrote with willie braun they're fabulous but um the the red dirt guys in this area do kind of hold down the gigs and the radio and um you're just you're working twice as hard and and i i i think you just accept that and just keep working well, well, speaking of um, of that, um, I'm trying to remember you. You had a quote. Now, you know your musical career has gone through some interesting twists. You started singing with your stepfather's band when you were a teenager. I believe you had a detour to get a medical degree, uh, an interesting side trip. You went to Nashville <laughs> and got groomed, uh, and then you moved to Austin. And if I recall, you said someplace that if you're a girl in Austin and you don't play the guitar and write songs, you just don't get in. That true? You know, it's for the most part, yes. There are some people who have broken that rule, um, like um, Tony Price, uh, and she just she sits and sings. She's a phenomenal singer, and um, and you know, but for for the most part, most of the women in this town, and they play a lot better than I do. Um, Christine Albert, Betty Elders. Um, there's phenomenal Mary Cuchafella, who doesn't live here anymore. Phenomenal female guitar players, and um, they you got to do it all. And I think a lot of that too here. I have been blessed in that my band members stay with me. Um, a lot of people, it's a rolodex, and so if you don't play your songs, you can't just call some three guys and and you know do a show. Wow. So um, you got to be able to hold it down by yourself. Wow. Okay. Uh, interestingly enough, in, in the pop and rock world, we're seeing more and more uh, women uh, out front with guitars, particularly bass. The bass is, is becoming very much a uh, female instrument, and drums, a lot of female drummers out, too, in the well, pop hey, and, and Hey, look at Karen Carpenter. What oh, a oh, phenomenal yeah, sure. drummer. Right. There yeah. at Lisa Pinkridge, there's great female drummers out there. Yikes. And and we're seeing more and more of them on on stages now, at least in in L.A. I can tell you that. Um, well, let's get back to your music. However, you know we, we keep getting off on these uh, wonderful well, tangents. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's okay. Uh, but I do want to play your song. I, I want my uh, audience to hear some of your songs. And and this is a song that uh, really kind of uh, hit me. It's got a well, it's one of my. It's actually my favorite song in the album. 
were referred to as the working class. They got that right, we hone our craft. Just to feed our families, hold on to our land, put our kids through school, or maybe just to prove we can. If you call us something, call us proud. We're not old fashioned, with a hand me down. You'll find our right hand placed over our hearts when the flag flies high and the anthem starts. From the East Coast through the heartland to the Puget That's a, a very, very direct statement. Uh, what what prompted that song? You know, we moved out into the country finally. And um, when I was young, I grew up in a small town, and I truly hated it. Um, I, I, it was situational now, I know that. But at the time, it just, oh, the gossip and just, you know, just, I really, I hated it. So when my husband said, you know what, let's go out by 10 acres out in Liberty Hill, Texas, I was like, oh, I don't know. And um, what I have found is that it is just wonderful. It's amazing how these people stand together and um, they don't bug each other, but they've got your back. And uh, it's just, it's been a wonderful experience. I feel like I've really, you know, come home here. Um, most places out here, and you know this because you yeah. you live not here but that area. The, yeah. the fire departments are volunteer fire departments. Mm-hmm. They're you know, and they're they're fabulous. Um, a lot of the police are, are volunteer. Um, it's just again, it, it's just well, you know what I mean. They're policemen. They volunteer, but not just anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that right. Sound right. Um, Actually, I know. You find that... yeah, my husband. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go My ahead. husband was up in the studio recording, and our vet called him and said, "Hey, there's a fire about five miles away. You got your headphones on. I knew you wouldn't know." Um, I love wow. it. I love the way they support their kids. Um, boy, I'll tell you, it doesn't matter if you have kids or not. You better be at the football game. Um, <laughs> and and this is this is high school and the little guys. Um, if I'm not playing and we aren't at the VA on Saturday night for the dance, there I'm going to hear about it. <laughs> Um, but I'm okay a, with it. There was a, a, a television series uh, called Friday Night Lights about the uh, role of uh, high school football in Texas. Uh, um, and actually, the you know, phenomenon, I missed all that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the uh, the phenomenon that you talk of the small town phenomenon you talk about actually it's throughout the country. Um, I lived in a small town called Bolinas in, in uh, Northern California, which the same thing. Every, Volunteer fire department, volunteer water district, a local school. It wasn't football; it was surfing. But uh, the oh. same, the same kind of thing. And everybody knew everybody, and everybody took care of everybody. But in that particular song, that song "Proud," um, later on, you remind the listener that we are the backbone of this country. The things you take for granted, we will be working for dawn to dusk. Who are you reminding of that? Who needs to understand the pride of the people working dawn to dust? Uh, yeah, I know. I get a little... My husband warned me about that one. Um, but, you know, I just feel... And I sound like a valley girl, I'm sorry. You know? Um, it's not a bad thing. I am exposed to a great spectrum of people, economically, socially, um, a great spectrum. And I I don't mean this in a a bad way, but there certainly are groups of people who don't even consider what goes into the things that they take for granted. And and then you meet the common man who is just, again, or common woman, I mean that both, that they are just, they are working so hard and... Basically, yeah, they're doing that to feed their family, keep their kids in school, save themselves from losing their land, you know, that kind of thing. But I, I think I don't think that you think back and go, wow, I wonder what the person, you know, that, that fixed the air conditioner today, what what are they about? And uh, well, I, I wish we did more of that. 
I, I, perf- I completely agree with you, and that, that's why that line jumped out at me, and I'm so glad that there's somebody out there singing that line. Actually, there's a lot of people singing that line in, in different genres, and I'm different glad ways, to hear yeah. it in the, in the, in the country-western genre. Well, we, we are, we're coming close on time, but I, I don't want to let this get away without a little bit of what you just got done talking about, small towns. I'm going to play a little bit of that. juxtaposition uh, in that song of the of the lyrics of, about the small town and what's almost kind of a pop rock beat there. I mean, it's a very sophisticated piece of music. I just just wanted to let you know that that I noticed. Well, thank you, um, but I, I'll tell my husband because um, he, my drummer, and my bass player, are fen- phenomenal. Well, the whole band's phenomenal, frankly. But um, uh, unfortunately, we have been having too much fun. We are just about oh, out of oops. time. Uh, real quickly, once again, uh, you've got some a couple of gigs lined up. Is that correct, in Texas? Yeah, in Texas, because we're getting near the end of the year. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, we have a CD release at Green Hall on Sunday, um, the 18th. And then we start doing all of our nonprofit gigs uh, to raise, you know, uh, get toys for tots and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then we start touring again in February. Okay. And where where should people go to get your albums? Uh, you know, I think basically the website. Um, now, you can go on Amazon. It's, it's everywhere. Okay. Well, I shouldn't all say right. that because things have changed so much. Um, but, and CD <laughs> Baby also. Um, okay. And, of course, here in Austin, it's at Waterloo, because Waterloo is where we all take our CDs. Interesting. That's where Gina's uh, directed people to buy her CDs, too. It must it's be a big the place. place. Hey, yeah. All right. Well, well, it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank yeah. you so much uh, for, for take, taking thank the time uh, to be with us today. This has been lots of fun. I look forward to you coming out to the West Coast at some point. And, uh, and thank will. you again for for all that you do and all that you sing about. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Great to meet you. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Sorano. You can download this and, you can, and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday. That's blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday. This particular uh, show will be available as a podcast, probably about 10 seconds, and you can download all of the past three years of Music Friday Live as podcast. Be here next week. Next Friday, our guest is going to be Militia Vox, Black Queen of Heavy Metal. That's going to be a heck of a show. And she's going to be joined by actress, singer, and model Rashmi. This is going to be quite a show next week. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on our guests. That's it for now. Have a great musical weekend, and we're going to leave you with a little more of small town.